Happy Friday, everyone. You're listening to the Football Friday Podcast, brought to you by The Morning Times and The Daily Review. I'm Kirk Loveson, along with Times and Daily Review sports reporter Logan Hill. Times editor Johnny Williams is out today, but he'll rejoin us next week. Today's episode is also brought to you by Jolly Farmer. Jolly Farmer in downtown Waverly has everything you need for the big game, including craft beer, ice cream, potato chips, pretzels, donuts, and a variety of convenience store items. That's Jolly Farmer in downtown Waverly. Uh, we're here today, as always, to bring you recaps and look-aheads for all your local football action in the morning times and daily review coverage areas. Also, if you haven't already, get out and get a copy of today's Times and Review Friday print editions. Tons of good football content there to get you ready for the weekend. And don't forget to grab both Times and Review Saturday editions tomorrow for game stories and more from Logan, as well as Dave Post and Matt Patton. So with all the pleasant trees out of the way, Logan, how are we doing today? I'm good, Kirk. How are you? I'm good. Um, week two in the books. We move on to week three for PA. Week two for New York coming up with a big one. But let's go through some of the action last week, and you can kind of give us your feedback and what you saw out there. Yeah, most definitely. And then I'm definitely going to turn it over to you because it was the Waverly weekend event. What was the name? The yeah, Waverly game day event Waverly game happened day. this yep. past Saturday. And, of course, we want to preview that because a big clash coming up this Friday at 7 in Waverly again between those two schools. But, yeah, we'll, say, we'll save that for the end. I'll start. So uh, I was at Canton North Penn Mansfield last Friday. Another big rolling win for Canton, 42-13 to 13 over Mansfield. Michael Davis had a big night. I'm pretty sure he tallied three touchdowns in that one. And they're going to play on Thursday night this week. So no no Saturday morning coverage of the Canton Football Warriors. Uh, but they will be in Friday's edition because that's where I'll be this Thursday night. Uh, Athens got in the win column, 28-22 over Kalineska Valley. Another road trip to start the year. So Yeah, they, tough stretch there for Athens to start both week one and week two on the road. And I believe they had to come back from being down in this game to a pretty good Kalineska Valley school that teams might want to keep an eye on this year because down program for the last several years, they're off to a pretty good start and had Athens on the ropes. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And then some other games, uh, Troy, 38-7 to over Montoursville. Hit the road. The product looked the same. They lost Clayton Smith early on in the game to an injury, and they just kind of kept on plugging. Won it on the road at Montoursville, 38-7. Yeah. to I need to get them on my schedule because they're going to be one of, if not the top team across the NTL this year, they're right there in that 1-2 with Canton right now. So... Just really, really sound, really good in the trenches. Yeah, both those two teams, Troy and Canton, kind of trending towards that usual old shoe game being very meaningful, both off to 2-0 and starts. Um, Wyalusing comes to Sarah, struggling Sarah program. We've talked about it on both um, our previous episodes, and it didn't get any better this week. A tough loss for the Redskins. They drop 45 nothing to Wyalusing at home. Yeah, we may have underrated the Rams coming into last week. Uh, Good point. The storyline we were talking was both both sides looking looking to get a win, looking to to get their first win with their new coaching regimes, and while losing, just kind of rolled rolled over Sarah last Friday. So, but and and we and we talked about this coming into this week, recording this episode is is you don't want to just keep saying. Well, you'll get them next week, Sarah. Yeah. Get, it, it, it might be a tough season up here at the – where do they play? The Lockhart Street Bowl yep, is the, the name Lockhart of it. Lockhart Street Bowl. It's great to just have football back exactly. in there on a weekly basis. Exactly. And, you know, we talked, like you said before, about trying not to patronize these kids too much and these coaches. It's going to be a tough year. We knew that coming in. I'm sure they knew that coming in. But regardless of that fact, they're playing hard week to week, and I expect them to continue to do so, which is tradition in Sarah to play hard. Yep, and then just finally, uh, Tawanda hit the road last week, uh, lost 27 to Milton. 
from what I've heard, talking to other reporters, talking to other people that just cover football in the area, Tawanda hasn't always traveled well in past years, so it might have been just another Indeed. case of that. They finally get a home date. They have their home opener this week, so hopefully they'll be able to right the ship and get things back going. They they Turnovers were sort of their downfall last week. They weren't able to complete a pass on 11 attempts. Had, I believe, three interceptions and two fumbles lost. So anytime you have all that yeah. going against you in one game, it's it's not probably going to turn out well. Yeah, and when you give those stats out, it's easy to kind of paint a picture of what happened on the road. A typical on-the-road traveling type of stuff, you know, fumbles, turnovers. And to go 0 for 11 in the passing game, that, that's kind of an anomaly. You'd think you'd even out of luck complete one of those. Mm-hmm. So seems like everything went wrong for Tawanda on the road in their first travel test. But I expect them to come back home this weekend get back on the right track because we expect a little something out of them. We've talked about that in previous episodes. This team's been gradually getting better and better and better. Started off with a win, slipped up last week. Let's see if they can get back on track here in week three. Now I want to turn it to you now. Yeah, big weekend. New York side of the ball, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You haven't gotten over there yet to check out some of these teams. I encourage everyone who can to please do so because these guys are tracking towards another repeat. Both Section 4 champions last year. We're, of course, talking about Waverly and Tioga. Uh, Tioga started off the day at 3 p.m. with a 42 to 6 victory over Burke Catholic. Waverly finished the job at night. They won 41 19 over Honeyway Falls Lima out of Rochester. Here's an interesting stat these two teams will both play this coming weekend against each other in Waverly at 7 p.m. Friday night. Both quarterbacks, Caden Bellis for Tioga, of course, Joey Tommaso for Waverly, accounted for five touchdowns each. Um, Bellis, I believe, threw four touchdown passes to four different receivers. He also ran for a 52-yard touchdown himself. Tommaso, hey, all he did was throw for 192 passing yards, two touchdowns through the air. He also rushed for 115 and picked up three rushing scores. This is going to be a quarterback showdown for the ages. It's this Friday night. Please get out there to Waverly Memorial Stadium at 7 p.m. Logan, this is going to be a good one. Oh, absolutely it is. I was really sad that this game wasn't on Saturday. I was really hoping it was going to be on Saturday so that I could I could come check right. it out, whether it was just sitting in the stands as a fan to watch some good football or maybe doing some coverage of it. But uh, it's Friday night, so Friday night I'll be elsewhere. I'll be at Tawanda, Canton Thursday, Tawanda Friday. So I believe Dave will yep, be on the coverage of that one. So yep. we will have coverage of it. Uh, just I'm going to get up here and see some of these teams play at some point this year. Yeah. Early schedule has been a bear, though. Logan, you'll be up in the Daily Review coverage area getting um, information and game stories on those local teams. I believe Matt Patton will be in Athens for Athens while losing. And then, like you said, Dave Post will be on hand Friday night in Waverly for the Waverly-Tioga game. Once again, so that's um, kind of our recap from week two. Uh, once again, we want to thank Jolly Farmer for sponsoring. Jolly Farmer in downtown Waverly has everything you need for the big game, including craft beer, ice cream, potato chips, pretzels, and donuts, as well as a wide variety of convenience store items. That's the Jolly Farmer in downtown Waverly. So we talked a little bit already about Tioga Waverly. That's coming up here. We'll move on to other week three games in the Pennsylvania area before we get back to Tioga Waverly. Uh, first on the docket. We won't be able to talk about because we're. This will come out Friday morning. Kitten at Wellsboro will have already happened. That's a Thursday game, a rare Thursday game. No Friday night lights there. Um, we don't want to act like we're predicting anything here, so we'll move right on. But you can check out and get some recap for that game story in Saturday's edition of the Daily Review. North Penn Mansfield at Troy. What are you expecting there? We've we've talked about North Penn Mansfield a little bit here. They've played a couple local teams early on. They're going to have to travel to Troy and kind of play the big bad wolf here in week three. 
Yeah, I have some thoughts. I'm gonna jump back to uh, Canton traveling to Wellsboro. Yeah. It won't. Uh, we won't. Again, that game will already have happened yeah. Friday, but you'll have coverage of it Friday morning in your Football Friday newspaper. There you go. Uh, but I expect another sound performance from Canton. I mean, they're pretty good offensively. They had some big contributions last week defensively, even with a road trip to Wellsboro. Thursday night, it'll be a good test. So uh, keep an eye out for all of that. If it's, if you're listening this Friday morning and you haven't picked up your newspaper yet, go yeah, check that out. Go out but and get a copy, please. North Penn Mansfield coming to Troy, it it stinks because I like a lot what I see from North Penn Mansfield. They have a quarterback. They have a stout running back. They have a big tight end. They have some receivers who can do some damage. I've covered two of their games already, but I just don't think they'll be able to hang with Troy for very long. Troy, I think, haven't seen him in person yet, but everything I've read, everything I've seen, every stat I've pulled, they're just in a different class than where North Penn is, is slotting in this year. So I expect that one to go similar to le- similarly to how Canton kind of just pulled away as the game moved along. So. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to say for those of you following, you know, the kind of momentum built towards Troy and Canton. This is kind of our first comparison game, if you will. Last week, Canton 42-13 over North Penn Mansfield. North Penn Mansfield now comes to Troy. Let's see how Troy shapes up and how they handle in a similar um type of game and see what that score plays out we'll obviously have a recap of that next week you can always check us out on the morning times and daily review websites every friday morning you'll have this podcast and like logan said friday um, preview stories are out there today go pick yourself up a copy of each paper's football friday preview editions and then of course get saturday's editions for actual game stories and coverage some other games, uh, Sarah Muncie, I don't really know what to make of that. I mean, we mentioned it already. It, it's probably going to be an uphill battle most of the year as Sarah kind of figures out how to just be back on the football field on Friday night. So road trip, uh, it's not to Canton. It's not your home opener. There maybe there's no pressure on this one, and maybe it goes one way or the other. Not not a lot coming out of that game. We'll, we'll have that. That's on Saturday. Yeah, that's a week. Saturday game. Uh Northwest is coming to Tawanda. Like I said, it's their home opener. Expecting a bounce-back performance from the Black Knights. Don't see any reason why they wouldn't have something like that. I don't personally know a lot about Northwest, but just from what I've seen from Tawanda, they want to control possession. They want to run the football. They want to play sound defense, stout defense at that. So I'm expecting a lot of that, especially being in front of the home fans for the first time this season. What does that leave? Why losing heading to Athens? Matt Patton will have that one. Yep. Kind of... We talked last week, why losing at Sare, kind of a battle of new coaches. Same story here. Both both these coaches got their first wins last week, so it's going to be which coach can get their second and their second straight win. Yeah, and if Tioga Waverly isn't the game to watch this week, and I think why losing at, at Athens is a great game of the week too because, like you talked about, maybe a very underrated and overlooked why losing team because of their week one struggles. They bounced back pretty impressively in week two. And Athens, obviously, they showed some resilience and perseverance coming back down on the road, making sure they get that their first W on the board. That's a good um, test for both teams there in Athens, PA, this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I was uh, I was making the schedule, and I was like, oh, we should highlight this one as the game of the week. And then I remember Tioga at Waverly's playing. So, I mean, those two teams have kind of ascended more so in recent years than a Wailusinger in Athens. But if sure. you're looking for a PA game of the week, I think that's definitely the one. Wailusinger at Athens, like I said, new coaches both looking to to keep the season rolling on the right track. It should be a good game. Yeah, and on the New York side of things, no question, we touched on it already. It's Tioga at Waverly, Friday night at 7 p.m. You're talking about two schools separated by 12 miles, but in two different New York State classes. However, both won their section last year in their specific classes. 
Tioga has won th- uh, two state titles in a row. Both put up 40-plus po- points in week one. Both have two stellar quarterbacks that lead their squads. This game's got everything you want for high school football. It'll be under the lights Friday night. Get out there and support these teams. Support all the Valley teams, all the Daily Review coverage area teams. And, of course, support us in the paper by getting out there today, picking up a copy of the Football Friday Preview Edition. Pick up Saturday's editions for both papers for coverage on all this and game stories from Logan, from Dave Post, Matt Patton, and others. And, again, thank you to Jolly Farmer for sponsoring this episode. Um, Downtown Waverly, they got everything you need, beer, ice cream, potato chips, pretzels. What more could you want on game day? And I think that's about it for the high school era in terms of recaps and previews, Logan. You want to move on to some college? Yeah, let's do it. Penn State, the local favorite around here, 38-15 over West Virginia. Little close and a little too close for comfort. Maybe at halftime, they were only up 14-7 over what should be kind of a down Mountaineer squad this season. Nevertheless, Drew Aller got the team back on track, threw for over 300. They look the part. They're going to be in a lot of maybe polls, top six coming out. I think the AP polls out already. I think they had Penn State maybe around seven. Um, but they looked every bit the part. They'll get Delaware at noon on Peacock. Uh, what did you think of Penn State this weekend? I didn't watch it. Uh, I was headed home. I went home for the weekend, Labor Day yeah. weekend, went home to Maryland. Uh, but rivalry, we talked about it on the pod. I, I heard it in all the national coverage of that game leading up to it. A rivalry renewed, a rivalry game. You never know what to make of it. And then Penn State just went out there and covered with eight seconds to play. So all I've heard from anyone that has anything to say about Drew Alar has been good, has been rave reviews. Uh, I don't remember where I heard this, but someone said they think he's the best Penn State quarterback they've ever seen. So, I mean, it's week one. That's that's what overreactions are made for week one yeah, of no any question. football season. But they might have a guy there. So, I, Well, and of course, you being from the um, state of Maryland and a Terrapins fan, I kind of wanted to put you in a tough spot there to see if you'd say you didn't watch just out of spite as a fellow, <laughs> as a fellow Big Ten uh, opponent and potential rival. Uh, the Terps did look good, though, this weekend. Uh, they played interstate. Not rival, but they played Towson, and I think Maryland with Talia there, they're going to be pretty interesting to watch too, and we'll see Penn State Maryland later on in the season. Yeah, should should be should be a really good game, and it's funny you bring that up because it's it's something I was one I was like I said I was driving home Saturday Saturday afternoon, and I was sitting there wondering I was obviously from my experience Maryland fans don't like Penn State right they they treat them as a rival, but if you look at the when it comes to football if you look at it. It hasn't necessarily been that much of a rivalry in, I don't know, the last decade, right? It's not, I mean, they Maryland won in 2020, the the COVID shortened year. But yep. other than that, like I was at the game, I was a sophomore when Penn State came into town on Friday night and whooped them 59 to zero. So I, I'm curious to see, and maybe after recording this, someone will find me on the street and be like, hey, listen to your podcast. Uh, we don't think of anything of Maryland, but I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I imagine what, that would be the. Uh... I'm curious what Penn State's fans thoughts are in terms of where maryland ranks because they're never going to come in above ohio state they're no, never going to come michigan. in michigan like the, the cream of the crop of the big 10 so sure. to speak so and that big 10 east is a, a juggernaut i mean that'll go away next season when they do away with the divisions but it's as tough as it gets this year um we wouldn't be a good podcast if we're talking college football and didn't mention Deion sanders and the colorado buffaloes returning to relevance that program is now basically goes from dead of the, dead in the water to the marquee team to watch each and every Saturday, and their players showed it. 
yeah, if if you haven't watched them yet, you should try to tune into their game mm-hmm. every single week because even if things aren't go- clicking as easily as they seem to for them last week, uh, they're going to be doing it in style. Dion is here. Dion is not apologizing. Dion wants to call you out if you write something bad about him. So one of the... I'm ready to anoint that one, the Colorado story, a top five storyline of Absolutely. this entire year, and it might even be higher than just in the top five. And I think it's only going to get better. Of course, Deion's son, Shador Sanders, is the quarterback there. If you didn't catch the game, um, he threw for, I don't know how many times, but he threw for 511 yards. Uh, a lot of those yards were to Travis Hunter, who happens to play both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Got over 100 snaps on Saturday against TCU, and he might be the best player on the offense and defensive side of the ball. I mean, they got players everywhere. They won 45-42 over TCU, despite Logan being 20-point underdogs in the sportsbook. Speaking of the sportsbook, before that game, Colorado's going to play Nebraska this weekend. They were 7-point underdogs to Nebraska. That line has now moved to their 2.5 to 3-point favorites in some of those sportsbooks. So that just shows you people are buying in. I think we both agree at this table we're buying in and definitely tune in to watch some Colorado Buffaloes football on the weekends. Definitely, definitely want to see some Colorado football. I I think in a year where they're they're Pac-12, right, Colorado? Yeah, Yeah, so the last year of the Pac-12. The the end of the Pac-12, tune in, check them out, because I think think college football is going to be on a level it hasn't been on in years. Mm -hmm. And with a good – I don't know whether they're going to play hero, whether they're going to play villain, whatever role they kind of – slot into they're gonna be exciting so you should definitely try to see some of the buffaloes and then the final game we got on our recap here florida state 45 24 over lsu that game was kind of a tale of two halves lsu i think went into halftime up three i think it was 17 14 maybe something like that around the half but it looked like a back and forth competitive ball game wasn't the case in the second half jordan travis quarterback for florida state he's got johnny wilson at wide receiver I believe the AP poll now has them at number four in the country. Um, these two teams kind of swapped in terms of projections mm-hmm. this year. A lot of people are high on LSU. I'm still high on Florida State, but I think that was more of a I, – I didn't come out of that very impressed by the Tigers. No, yeah, I it was – so I watched the pretty much the entire second half, didn't catch much of the first half, but – and they were up – LSU was up 17 to 14. Florida State went down, tied at 17. And then from there, LSU just could not. It's like they were uncomfortable every time they took the field on offense. Florida State was imposing their will defensively, keeping uh, Jaden Daniels, not JT, yeah. Jaden Daniels, keeping Jaden Daniels off balance the whole night and just very uncomfortable, kept him pressured. He, he didn't. He struggled to complete passes. He didn't step up in the pocket when he needed to. He couldn't avoid, like he couldn't escape when he needed to, just very dominant effort from their defense and then when their offense got the ball just marching straight down the field it was it was uh it was over before yeah. LSU even really knew what happened yeah and I think I saw on ESPN coach Brian Kelly for LSU said that the week one lost for state and the way it happened was just an he was very flat and frank it was just an epic and total failure and I think he's right this is a team that won the big uh, won the SEC West over Alabama last year. I mean, they went to the, the SEC Conference Championship, of course, lost to Georgia, but there's so much high expectations. I th- now they drop into the teens in the top 25. It's going to be an uphill climb the rest of the year with teams like Bama and, uh, and the rest of those powerhouses on the schedule in the SEC. Um, one more yeah. uh, one more, just a college football top 25-related note, Clemson. Clemson, Ooh. Duke, Monday night. That, that, was, that, that one did not go at all how I expected it to well, go. Wasn't even close, really. Um I know Clemson did fumble the ball on two different drives where they were inside the 10 going in. 
Um, but also, Duke left a lot of plays out on the field, too, so you can't even really use that as an excuse. Duke outplayed him in every sense of the word. Um, Cade Klubnick for Clemson at quarterback didn't look the part. They they basically ran DJ Uangalele out of town, sent him all the way across the country to Oregon State. I think people in um, Clemson, South Carolina, are wishing he was back because that team looked pretty pretty average. Yeah, they're, they're 25th coming into week two 25th in the poll so drop, drop from nine yeah I mean, so if they if they lose again this week they'll be out of the poll by week three yeah so. and they're still going to get florida state on that schedule they're still going to get north carolina on that schedule clemson's they're speaking of going uphill the rest of the season they're another one um again we talked about uh penn state they're going to be on peacock at noon saturday they're going to host delaware not much to really talk about in that one that should be a blowout um i expect penn state to win by you know three four touchdowns probably more but at night, it's a big one. Texas travels to Alabama. Um, two top 25 teams. Alabama this week's AP poll at number three. Texas at number 11. Quinn Ewers, quarterback for Texas, is the real deal. Bama, of course, always loaded on both sides of the ball with dudes. Um, this should be a good one. I'm super excited for this game. Saturday night, 7 p.m. Shouldn't have anything else no, going high on. high school's out of, the, out of the way. Yeah, sit down and watch this football game. It's going to be an SEC matchup here in a couple of years. Absolutely. But while it's still Big 12 and SEC clash, it's going to be, it should be a really, really good game. Quinn Ewers should look good for Texas. And then, like you said, Alabama just dudes everywhere. So anytime, it, these are two of the, the marquee names as it relates to no the question. college football landscape. So anytime they, they square up and they're ranked this high this early in the season, you should plant yourself in front of a TV and watch as much as you can. Yeah, and last year these two teams played, and Texas was kind of dominating the first half until Quinn Ewers got hurt. Then Alabama came out and took care of business. That sets up maybe some, hey, what's going to happen here situations. Is, is Ewers in, When Ewers at quarterback, is Texas better than Alabama? Alabama saying, hey, you're coming to the SEC next year. We're going to give you a little preview of what's coming and how tough this can be. Um, of course, we're going to move on to the NFL now and then get you out of here. But first, I want to thank our sponsor again, the Jolly Farmer in downtown Waverly. They got everything you need for the big game, including craft beer, ice cream, potato chips, pretzels, donuts, and a variety of convenience store items. That's the Jolly Farmer in downtown Waverly. All right. Week one of the NFL season is upon us, Logan. We're going to do a little segment every week. Because, you know, by the time we get to this segment of things, we've gone we've gone long enough as it is, and you guys got your weekend ahead of you. We're going to do how well do you know your division? Of course, Logan, Johnny, and I have all of our favorite teams are kind of in divisions that are local to the area. I'm a Bills fan. That obviously encompasses the Jets and the AFC East as well. Logan, a Ravens fan from Maryland, but of course the Steelers are in there. And then Johnny, being a diehard Cowboys fan, he's got the Eagles and Giants in our coverage area that he knows a lot about as well. So each week we're going to do a segment called How Well You Know Your Division. We're going to, we're going to ask each of us individually to pick the games in their specific division, and then we'll keep a record throughout the season and see where we end up. We'll start with Johnny picks because Johnny is not here today. Um, Johnny's on vacation, enjoying the beach somewhere nice. Didn't want to call in and be a part of this because apparently the sand and that that ocean water is a little too refreshing to be here on a day like today. Imagine, imagine, imagine. not wanting to sit in the bowels of the morning times <laughs> yeah. and record a podcast on a in, Wednesday. In the back rooms with a faulty light and tools everywhere. Um, Cardinals, Commanders, Johnny's going with the Commanders. That's a no-brainer. Cardinals could be the worst team in maybe NFL history this year. Um, Eagles traveled to New England against the Patriots. Johnny, as much as it pains him, 
as a Cowboys fan. He's going Eagles there. They're four-point favorites. I think they'll get it done, too. Johnny goes with Eagles. And then he's taking his home his um, hometown boys, the Cowboys, on the road at the Giants. I don't think too often Johnny will pick against his Cowboys this season. We'll see if we can hold his feet to the fire a couple times. Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to have to try to we're get gonna him. We're going to have to try to get him to, to be that. objective. But he goes Cowboys over Giants. Um, Logan, we're going to transition to you. Steelers fans, listen up. We're going to go AFC North, and the guy picking games is a Ravens fan, so <laughs> don't get too red in the face. No, it's okay. So I'll start. I'll start with the the Ravens, Texans at Ravens. Uh, there's no way to me that this game is not a double digit win for Baltimore. I mean, C.J. Stroud making his first career start for the Texans on the road, and the the kind of stigma around the Baltimore Ravens defense, at least as long as I've been watching the game, is that they feast on rookie quarterbacks. I think the Texans still have a lot of questions to be answered, even yeah. though they they get Stroud, they get uh, Will Anderson. Still a lot that needs to get figured out there. So I. Th- I don't see any way that that's not a, a decent, comfortable week one win for the Ravens. 49ers at Steelers, I think, could be a game of the week in the NFL. I really do. It's a tough travel. It is, and that's exactly why. Because you would say, well, the 49ers made it all the way to the NFC Championship last year. That's true. They're going with Purdy. Purdy's their guy now. They traded away Trey Lance. Nick Bosa and his holdout is my, is my big hang-up about the 49ers, and, and maybe by the time this comes out, he's reported to camp or something like that. But if he isn't in the trenches for you, your team is significantly worse. As good as you can be, he makes you that much better. And I think the Steelers are going to build on the, the momentum they kind of closed the year with last year. Uh, it, it kind of hurts me to do it. I think the travel will write a good script for Pittsburgh, and I think that them having the 49ers come to them might lead to a week one victory wow, for the Steelers. I like it. So, and then just finally, Bengals at Browns. This is a rivalry. It is. And, and, and here's why. Because the, the, the quick thought is, like, Bengals take this one easily, yeah. right? It's the Cleveland Browns week one. But for some reason, most of the time when these two guys play, the Browns just somehow, at least in recent years, like I remember watching, I believe it was Monday Night Football last season, and the Browns just kind of whooped the Bengals at points throughout the stretch of the game. So I think this one will be closer than you expect it to. I think the Bengals find a way to win in week one. So that's that, those are my picks. It goes Ravens, Steelers, Bengals this week. like it. Uh, AFC East, Eagles travel to the Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones, back at quarterback for the Patriots. Of course, Bill Belichick, always the face of the Patriots in that Super Bowl winning franchise. Zeke Elliott, new face on the Patriots. How much um, time are we going to see him? How much of a role does he play in that offense? I don't think we're going to find out much this week because they're hosting last year's Super Bowl runner-up, the Eagles, who a lot of people that I've talked to, especially in the area, think that the Eagles actually got better. How that's possible, I don't know. That team, oh man, they were so good last year on both sides of the ball. The defense is so good. Obviously, Jalen Hurts, dual threat at quarterback, is really fun to watch. I think they go into New England and take care of business, and I think they do it pretty easily. Dolphins at Chargers. This is kind of my 49ers Steelers comparison with you. Cross country trips in week one are tough. I know the Dolphins have a lot of hype behind them. Speed, speed, speed. They're loaded on offense. They're maybe the most fun team to watch week to week in the NFL with McDaniel running, you know, that dual threat on the outside of Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. And of course, they all depend on Tua's health. I think that's what maybe is the thing to watch for in this game, if anything. But really, Justin Herbert, that's a playoff team, too, over there in L.A. with the Chargers. They got dudes as well. And the cross-country trip on a week one is always kind of a letdown possibility. I like the Chargers 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, that. So uh, at the review, we do like a, a gridiron picks or something. You pick mm-hmm. every game, and then if whoever wins between between the community and between people that work there, whoever has yeah. the highest score gets like a free coupon for Subway. Or, right. I think it's two free Subway meal deals or something like that. And the Dolphins at the Chargers game was when I was going through the list was the first one where I kind of just sat and was like, yeah, I don't know which way this one's yeah. going to go. Because I think the Dolphins will either come out firing or it'll be just a mess because it is a cross-country trip to yep. start the year. Two playoff teams from last year both got bounced in the first round. Um, I expect probably both to be back in the playoffs again this year, so a great week one matchup there. But maybe an even better one comes Monday night. Monday night football in New York, Bills at the Jets, the debuting new Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers. A lot of hype on that team. They run hard knocks with HBO, so everyone's kind of on the Jets train. But as a Bills fan, it's kind of exciting because normally you'd come into week one against the Jets team in the last few years and you'd be like, oh man, are people even going to tune in to watch? Bills, 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 Bills by 100. It kind of feels like we're getting overlooked here in week one. Maybe playing not necessarily the underdog role, but certainly second fiddle to, hey, everybody tune in to Aaron Rodgers in green at night, an opening week. I think that that tends to lean towards a little bit of spoil the party and I'm excited for the Bills to do so. I like Buffalo in a close one. Um, that place will be rowdy. It will be um, as excited as Jets fans have been in quite a long time, and rightfully so. But, hey, the Bills have taken this division the last two years. They're still the top dog until somebody proves otherwise. I don't think the Jets do it in week one. Give me Bills. So, for me, that is the Eagles over the Patriots, the Chargers over the Dolphins, and the Bills to steal Monday Night Football from the Jets. Yeah, I'm already groaning thinking about how many graphics and production pieces the broadcast Monday night is going to relate to Aaron Rodgers. Because, it's like you said, exactly, it's going to be the look at Aaron Rodgers in a different shade of green night. It might be the only time I sit down and actually watch, like, the countdown and preview shows leading into it just to see how heavy they are on the Jets. But again, that bodes well as a Bills fan. Usually you'd come into this game and be like, oh man, hopefully they don't play spoiler to us or we have a big letdown. Uh, that kind of feels like we're the overlooked team in this one. That's it for NFL. Uh, big week one. Everyone enjoy the games this weekend. Uh, also want to, again, thank Jolly Farmer so much for sponsoring. They're our first sponsor here in episode three already. So a big shout out to Jolly Farmer. And for a little final segment we're going to do today, we're going to do a little... Um, three-item draft here for you guys to get you ready for your tailgates, get you ready for your parties. And, of course, you can go get a lot of this stuff from Jolly Farmers. Please do so. Top three game day foods for your first week one NFL Sunday. Um, Logan, I'm going to give you, this is your idea, and it's a great one. I'm going to give you, because of that, the first pick. Uh, Before I take this first pick, how are we doing this? So, am, am I going to pick and then you'll pick two or is it snake draft style? Yeah. So you pick, then I get two picks in a row, then you pick and it'll, and it'll go like that. And we're only going to do three, okay. um, three picks a week because when Johnny gets here, he'll also have three. So by the time we get all those through, you guys will be ready to go enjoy a lot of football and a lot of good food. Okay. I'll, I'll first pick. Yeah. I'll be honest. I was hoping to, to kind of take the back slot, but in, in, in worry that it might not be there. One pick later, I'm gonna. I'll use my first pick and I'll go chicken wings. Yeah, it's, chicken it's, wings. It's got to be right. You can't go wrong. It doesn't matter what kind of wings you like, whether they're hot wings, you like sweet wings, you like a, Flat, a savory strums. wings. Nothing like sitting down in front of the TV about 105 on a Sunday. Big plate of chicken wings and your favorite team on the on the on the screen. 
So I'm going to get to go. That I mean, pick one could win you the draft. I mean, that's how good chicken wings are on game day. I'm going to double up here. Um, my first pick is going to be off the grill. And I'm, I'm staring at three different things here. I'm going burgers. Okay. It's got to be burgers. I, I thought about uh, two others, but, I mean, it's the easiest thing you can do is when you're having people over to the house is get out there, throw a bunch of burgers on the grill, whether you like them rare, medium, rare, medium. It doesn't take long. You get them off. You throw them with whatever sides you got going, and boom, you're off to the races at 1 o'clock. A very staple meal. Yeah, the, I, I, I thought about it. I didn't have it on my the don't list Don't overthink I wrote down, it, right? But exactly. It's like, oh, burgers, some potato chips, a nice cold one, soda, yeah, whatever absolutely. your drink of choice is. Of course, go down to the Jolly Farmer. They got all kinds of great craft beer and select um, choices for your drinks. The second pick, though, mm-hmm. now it gets tough because now it's got to be my chance to win this draft. I got to nail this. And it's going to be a side. And it's going to be buffalo chicken wing dip. Okay. It was on my list. It's got high to, on my list. It's got to be a dip, um, something that everyone can kind of get into. You know, put the spread out in front of you on a table, the chips. Everyone can kind of... Come around as they please, dip, double dip, whatever your rule is. I don't know, but can't go wrong with buffalo chicken wing dip. Uh, that's my second pick. Okay, so it's back to me. So I'll have to round out, and then you'll get one pick to close us up. So I, I'm going to go side. I mean, I have my chicken wings, which if any way you look at it, those could be a side, really. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the best pick out there yeah. on the board. It's, it, it was a clear 1-1, one, yeah. one, and that's why I was like, there's no way it'll probably get to two. But my, my second pick is going to be nachos. Yeah, any any it. very nachos, uh, any way you want to put them up. You want to do a lot of cheese. You want to do a lot of different mix-ins. Pretty hard to go wrong with nachos. Yep, I got it on my list too. And then I might. Hmm, that brings me. Oh my goodness, it's out there and it's sitting out there and it shouldn't be out on the board anymore. Pizza. Oh yeah, pizza definitely. And and a pinch, goes, pick up a pizza on the way home. Pairs perfect with your wings. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I did not expect it to still be hanging around. Maybe that's why I forgot about it. But pizza on a game, you get a large pizza, you get some wings. Serves many at parties. You can have, if you're sitting at home by yourself watching football, you could have a one o'clock meal, four o'clock meal, and an 8.30 meal and not have to go anywhere else. You get a big enough pizza and enough wings. I love it. Close so, us out. So I'm going back to the sides again because I got my burgers. That's going to get you nice and filled up. You can pick at the dip. Um, but I'm going to give you a little something else on your plate that might, I don't know if it's eclectic. I, a lot of people eat it, but I don't necessarily know if everybody serves it on game day, but I like a good. A Brussels bowl. sprouts? No, no, no <laughs> vegetables on game day. That's a cardinal rule. I'm going with a nice bowl of chili. Okay. I okay. Mean, especially if we get into the cold months of the season. We get into November, December, playoff, January. What pairs really well is a nice, warm, you know, you can even load it up with your cheese or whatever you want to mm-hmm. do with that. But a good bowl of chili. So that, for me, I believe is burgers, buffalo chicken wing dip, and chili. And then I had chicken wings, nachos, and pizza. So uh, definitely check your cholesterol levels if you're eating anything off our list on Monday. But but it's game day. You should be able to eat how you want. Definitely. Get down to Jolly Farmer if you want to go with some of our picks. They'll have most of what you need to put some of this food on the table. Do this draft with your friends, too, and let us know what you think. And, of course, please get out there today. Pick up a copy of both the Morning Times and Daily Review for Football Friday previews and also get us our uh, print editions on Saturdays for story recaps, game stories from Logan, Dave Post, Matt Patton. Um, Thank you so much. This has been a 
really good success. You can, of course, find this podcast every Friday morning on both the Morning Times and Daily Review websites. We're on episode three now, episode four next week. And thank you so much to Jolly Farmer for sponsoring. Logan, enjoy the football this week. You'll be out there. Where are you going to be Friday? So Friday I'll be at Tawanda. So they're they're hosting Northwest in their home opener. Uh, I might be homecoming for them. I didn't confirm that. I don't know for a fact. But I know it's their first home game of the season. Should be an electric night yeah. Friday night. And then Thursday I'll be down in Wellsboro. Canton at Wellsboro. So and a Dave, lot on the docket. Dave Post will be in Waverly for Waverly Tioga. And, of course, you can see Matt Patton covering Athens in Athens versus Wyatt Lucing Friday. Get out and support these kids. Get out and support us and enjoy the football this weekend. We'll see you guys next week.